security guards. We were sitting on the front row of the lower concourse on the last night. And the security guards that were standing in front of us, they were, on the last night, they were trying to prevent the kids from coming down uh, from the bleachers onto the floor because every night the kids were just flooding down there. I mean, they, they were, you couldn't get a sheet of paper between them. They were just, fl- they wanted to be up close to the preacher and on the floor where all the action was taking place. And, and uh, so these three um, ladies were there to guard our stairs to not let the kids down. And one lady was the one you just saw that with the yellow jacket, she was standing there and, and one of the guys said, can we pray for you? And she said, yes. And and so they, they laid hands on her, and she just bowed her head for a minute. Then she covered her face with her hands. And then in a little bit, she threw her hands up in the air. <laughs> and we could tell that she was speaking in, in other tongues when she received the gift of the Holy Ghost as God filled her with the Spirit. And when they saw that, all the kids started shouting. And then, then the lady started shouting with them. It was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. It's almost the security people couldn't resist the presence of God that was in the services. One of the guys that was there the night before, um, he, was, he was just worshiping, clapping his hands. And, and, I mean, he was just looking around. So many people in the city said, we are amazed. We are amazed that there are young people that look this modest and godly. I'm so proud of our kids. Yes. Now, all these things that we do to try to reach out to our community. Last year at Vacation Bible School, Emily, Rita, where's Emily? Emily brought a friend of hers, Emmy, who couldn't be here today. But Emmy has continued to come to church since VBS last year. Emmy's parents let her go to NAYC with us. And guess what? Emmy received the Holy Ghost for the first time. <laughs> that child was just lit up. So don't, don't shrug off all these outreach attempts that we're doing, the, the fall festival, the VBS, whatever it is. I'm taking the young people to knock doors on the 24th to, to tell them about our, our back-to-school prayer service. Don't discount any of that. Take it to heart. Make every service count because there are people out there hungry for what we have. And Emmy is proof of that. So... The way we're going to start the service today is I, I want to hear from the kids first. Um, if we run out of time, you know, we can cut my part short. But I want you to hear from the kids. If they would go ahead and stand up behind me, just Hunter, you're the first one. Come on to the uh, the rest of you. Go ahead and get lined up so we can just pass the mic to the next one. I, w- I would like to thank the Grant and Tyler and Brooklyn. And Brother Twan and Sister Ashley, NYC was one of the greatest events I've ever been to. And it was great seeing how many people were there, 40,000 people, but not just from the U.S., but from other countries I've never even heard of. And it was great seeing how many people were worshiping, and I can't wait for Indianapolis in 2021. Um, it was really cool to look around and see uh, thousands of people praying and worshiping kids, adults, all ages, and um, I'll definitely be there 2021, and thank everybody for donating and letting us go. A few things that stuck out to me at NAYC that Brother Josh Carter said 
were, your parents do not determine who you are. God does. Another thing he said is a little bit of sin will manifest into a lot. He also said the reason why we are here today is because the elders did not bow. The reason why we can worship is because the elders did not bow. Um, Another thing he said is, I don't want to be content just living in the palace. I want to get into his presence. The pizza parties are more fun than fasting, but I want to get into his presence, not just the palace. It was an amazing experience to witness all of the young people praising and the feeling of the power of God moving in the stadium. The power was so good, the stadium staff couldn't even hold it. The Holy Ghost was moving. Thank you for supporting the youth. I love all you. As this trip was discussed, we were told that as young people, we needed to experience this, to truly see that we aren't alone in this fight and we aren't the only youth group in the world. I thought I perfectly knew that I wasn't alone until I saw the stadium. As we made our way in and saw thousands of us sitting in seats, then later praising God, I couldn't help but smile and cry. But what was more extraordinary was that everyone worshiped on their own free will. Then I was truly able to see God in the midst of it all. In that moment, I knew, and I, sorry, I knew that I was and never will be alone. We will always have a friend or family to support us, even when we feel the most alone. I know God sees every pain, tear, and need. We are not alone, even in the darkest corners, or we feel so completely broken. God's there. Unlike all of them, I am unprepared. Um, But in the words of Aiden Grant, I'm doing this for Nani. (laughs) Going into this, I didn't really want to go. I deal with claustrophobia and social anxiety, separation anxiety. And it's a hard thing to go to something like that. You're constantly afraid. You're going to have a panic attack. Everyone's going to just show pity on you, and no one's going to treat you like a normal human being because you have anxiety and claustrophobia, so that's fun. Um, But I went because I had a burden for my youth group. Everyone went for a service, and one service spoke to them, but for me, it wasn't the service at all. It was how my youth group responded to it, how we came together, and not only did we pray for each other, but we prayed for the people around us, because being Pentecostal doesn't necessarily say you're just, these are the people you have to be around. That's not true. You can come from any background, any occupation, anything. I come from a long line where people have backslid and that's a hard thing because everyone looks at you and they're like well you're just going to end up like everyone else and I'm here to tell you that's not true it's not that doesn't mean you're going to be the kid who falls to drugs you're going to be the teenage pregnant girl that everyone's afraid of it just means you you really have to get a hunger and you have to decide at a young age what do you want because at 16 I've already gone through the depression I've dealt with public school and it's difficult it's hard to go to school and be the only girl with long hair the only girl wearing skirts and people use that 
They do, and it's hard to stay strong in your belief, to remain true to who you are. But when you come to church and you have a family like mine, and when I say family, I mean my youth group, because we've all grown up together, and even the people who are newly coming, doesn't matter your family to me, regardless of where you've been or where you came from. And I think that's how we should all look on the world. Because Brother Tuttle said, you can't put limits on God. You can't look at someone and say, you can't come back from where you've been. He's, criminals have prayed through murderers. And God said, you have just the right qualifications. Because in all honesty, no one's qualified to speak. No one's qualified to go across the world and, you know, preach the word of God. It's not something you're qualified for. You're unqualified, and that's why God asked you. That's why God called you. So I was super excited to get to not only be around 37,000 Pentecostals, regardless of the panic attack I had the first night, um, but it was amazing to see strangers link hands with each other and call you friend because that's how God looks at you. You're not um, the murderer. You're not the pregnant teenager. You're not the kid whose parents got divorced. You're not the kid who fell to drugs. You're God's child. And that was definitely something I learned, and I'm very much appreciated for it. And I thank the preacher who taught hashtag squad goals because I think I got the best squad out of all of them. There's no way I can top that, but I just want to thank everyone for all the help on getting us there, and thanks for all the donation and everyone that helped with fundraising. Um, NAYC was definitely an amazing and life-changing experience. Seeing all those people be touched by God, healed, and even seeing workers receive the Holy Ghost was all just a beautiful experience. And I also want to thank all the adults that went on the trip for putting up with us, especially in the van. It was an awesome experience, and I can't wait for the next NAYC. Thank you. I don't think anyone can top that. Thank you. Um, I'm just winging this right now, but going into this, just like my sister, wasn't excited for it. I have gone through a lot. Wasn't right, really right in my mind. And going there, seeing my cousin who goes to a different church and is goes to a different religion too and seeing her still act apostolic pentecostal and still be able to worship just as much as us even though she had a ton of doubts she felt like everyone was judging her anytime she came back here and just letting her know that no one's judging her and that she has someone was pretty good. And the last night, I found out that my cousin hadn't had a breakthrough in a while. And the message was about um, measuring. Like, don't measure. 
go as far as you can. There's no length. And as soon as my cousin touched me and I touched him, we both lost it. And he just had the biggest breakthrough ever. And to know that he hasn't had it in a while, and I didn't even know that until after. If you told me that before, I I wouldn't believe you. I really wouldn't. I barely believed my aunt when she told me afterwards because that is something I have never seen before. And I've never really worshipped around my family. And I haven't even seen them in over a year almost. And so just to see that and to know that you have family and to see my family praying for him and stuff was amazing. And I also just wanted to thank everyone who helped us, who donated, who supported us. We wouldn't have gone without you. Thank you. Okay, so the service that stood out the most for me was Brother Jack Cunningham's sermon about Generation Z. He said that there is a book with the title Generations, and they talked about each generation. He said he did not know why they named the generations W, X, Y, and Z. He said, why would two men write a book and call us Generation Z? He said he believes we are the last generation and the most powerful generation that the apostolic church has ever seen in this world. Our generation will see many miracles, signs, and wonders. He said, we are the generation that will see the return of Jesus. He mentioned that we are not too young to make an impact in our churches. The things that God is going to use us to do have never been done before. And I thought that that was a very powerful service for me. And thank you. NIYC was a very great experience for me. What the preachers talked about hit me in a sensitive spot to tell me where I can grow and strive to be a better person. We all strive to be better people, but you have to think about if you're really ready for it. I think we're all ready for a new life and a new beginning. We are Generation Z, and we have to make the most of it if we want to achieve our goal to make it to heaven. Thank you. Hey, David and Jessica's coming up here. Um, David and Jessica drove the van with all the kids. There, it was a 15-passenger van, and it had 15 people on it. And they did an exceptional job. Um, the kids were even talking about it, said they were so cool, and they were loud on the bus, and they had joined right in with them singing, all the foolishness, whatever. They were great. We definitely had a good time. Uh, first off, I want to say thank you to everybody that has given their time, donated money, because it's 100% worth it to see these kids go, be able to go on this trip, uh, see them worship God, pull together. It will definitely make an impact on their lives and everybody else. Uh, so like one of the kids said that uh, Brother Cunningham talked about the Generation Z, um, and that's the saying that's the last generation um, and I believe these kids are going to do great things and just to and be able to support them like we have been and uh, kind of lost for words right now but uh, 
if I could say anything to these young people, it's no matter how hard the times get, uh, to stay faithful, keep praying, keep coming to church, because you're a witness to others uh, around you. And uh, just don't give up. I also want to say thank you to everybody that donated y'all's time and money and everything so we could go. And thank you to the kids because they were all really good. We didn't have any problems. Um, they all did really good. And we all had a good time. So um, the first thing that I thought of whenever we went into the first service and, you know, we saw thousands, of, I think it was something like 38,000 people in total, not counting the staff and everything that were there. And everybody just coming together to worship was, uh, who is like unto our God? Everybody, you know, coming together to worship. Sorry. To praise together. Sorry. And um, the kids especially, they're not going to be, they're, they're the generation that faces the toughest things, I think. They have the highest rates of depression. Suicidal thoughts, confusion, drugs, but our our kids are not like that because they know how to praise and worship, and they're going to... take that to their schools and their families and they're not going to be the generation that lets rocks come up and take their place because they are worshipers and they're going to lead the next generation. I wrote some words down but I can't say them. It's a really great They're talking about how privileged we were and how blessed we are to get to go, but I want to talk to those parents whose kids didn't get to go, and your kids are grown, and they're not here, and you're thinking, where's my baby? I wish my baby was here. I wish my kids could have gone to this. You sowed seed. Brother Grant was talking about seed a while ago. You've sown seed. I want you to think about every every little five, ten, twenty, Whatever you gave, the time you gave in prayer for us as we were going, those things are sowing a seed. And uh, Brother Ashcraft has been with us for a while, and this is not NAYC, but it's about that. He's talked to us many times about inviting people, inviting people. How many people have invited someone to church and they didn't come? Raise your hand. But guess what? Uh, and I don't mean to embarrass you, but if you're a visitor tonight, can you please raise your hand? Uh, or this morning, if you're a first-time visitor at Peace Tabernacle, can you please raise your hand? I don't, I don't know who invited you, but I believe that we have sown seed and that we're going to continue to sow seed. When we sowed that seed and we took those children and we went in faith to NAYC, we traveled, we had beautiful weather, beautiful, you know, everything was pretty good going up there. We talked, we didn't fall asleep <laughs> driving. You'd think, you know, we drove 10 hours the first day. 
you would think that me or sister Grant would have fallen asleep in the car. She did a little bit. But we talked, and we were so excited about what was fixing to happen. We didn't know. But God, we couldn't have even imagined what he was about to do. There was a man, and I encourage you to, uh, there's a, it's, it's silly, hashtag NAYC19. You can go on Facebook and do that. You can do. You can check out the different videos from that event. But there were countless people that we didn't see. Because I mean, in a in a field of of thirty seven thousand people, there's people you're not going to see that got their miracle. But on Facebook, every day there's a new miracle, a a, a genuine miracle that took place that somebody's talking about. When Brother Jack Cunningham was preaching, he asked us all to raise our finger. Can you do that right now? I want you to raise your finger right now. In your finger as a child of God, you have more power than every demon in hell. That's what he told us. In our finger, we have more power, not one finger, than they have in any demon in hell. That's a promise, y'all. He was prophesying over those children. It wasn't just a message. It was a prophecy. He was prophesying over them because we are able. The word says that we're going to do greater things than these. And greater things than these will you do. And there are going to be greater things. And there were people who were deaf from birth. That night he had us pray the prayer of faith. And we had all prayed the prayer of faith. And we're shouting and worshiping. He said, I need you to listen to me. He said, everybody, listen to me. And about that time, this girl starts screaming. You can hear somebody screaming extra, you know, that little bit of extra that Mariah says mama has, but this girl had extra. And um, he said, I need you to listen to me. But we didn't know what was going on. Uh, When we got back last week, uh, at the beginning of the week, I saw on Facebook the lady, the young lady who was screaming had was born deaf. She had been deaf her whole life. And when they prayed the prayer of faith, she heard for the first time, and she didn't know anything to do but to praise God. And she was screaming because she could hear for the first time. That's just one miracle. A young man had blisters on his eyes. He was there. His eyes were weeping the whole time. His, his eyes just wept because of these blisters on his on the eye, the soft part of his eye. And he said after the prayer of faith that he, and this is also another Facebook story, but a prayer of faith that suddenly the, because of the blisters, it always was blurry in the water. Suddenly his eyes stopped weeping and he could see and he said, Mama, his mom was standing next to him, Mama, Mama, something happened, something happened. My eyes are different. The blisters were gone. A condition he had had for a while and suffered with. Those are little stories compared to what God has for us and wants to do in us and through us. And I want to challenge every person, every person here, whether you're new, whether you've been here forever and you've got this down, you don't need anything else to be told you, sow some seed because God's fixing to do something big. And if you'll just sow a little seed, he'll do a great thing. 
Thank you for supporting your youth group. Thank you for sponsoring each one of these souls. And parents, I want to encourage you because you sowed seed, your kids are going to come in. As long as you you keep praying for them, as long as they are alive, there is a chance. And they are coming in. And I'm prophesying right now, you have sown a seed and God is going to do the work in Jesus' name. So I feel very honored and blessed that I was able to go with the youth on this trip. What we experienced was life-changing, and it's something I've never experienced ever before in my life. I was raised in church and left church, but being in a stadium with 37,000 people in the presence of God that was that strong, it, it's, words can't even describe the feelings that you have. During one of the services, we shouted for 30 seconds for miracles. There were thousands of miracles that happened. His presence was so strong that even the event staff prayed through. Young people were baptized in hotel swimming pools after the church services. I'm so proud of our youth group and how they worshiped and prayed for each other and prayed for others that they didn't even know. They all responded to God And I believe that he has something special for our youth group. They were one of the first people that were jumping up and praising and worshiping every single service. On the first night, Brother Carson preached about Esther. The title was, Thy Kingdom, Not My Kingdom. He mentioned something that we often forget when things get tough and life throws curves at you. He said, we have favor of the king. All of our talents and gifts mean nothing without the favor of the king. We were given a white handkerchief and a plastic bag on that first night. We were told to open them all up together. They were given to us so we could show surrender. As 37,000 people opened the handkerchiefs, the preacher said he could hear the sounds of chains dropping around the entire stadium. On the second night, Brother Jack Cunningham preached about Generation Z. When he came to preach, he told us that while we were worshiping for that 30 seconds for a miracle, there was a man sitting next to him that his father, who was a bishop in Louisiana, texted him. While we were worshiping, a cancerous tumor fell off of his ear. Brother Cunningham said the greatest revival the world has ever seen will be taking place at the time of the return of Jesus, and he believes that our youth group will see the return of Jesus. He said, we have everything that is required to be used mightily of God. On the last night, Brother Matthew Tuttle preached that the title of his message was, You Can't Measure a Miracle. There were many times that we try to measure what God can do, but in reality, there's no measurement to what God can do. NAYC 19 was miraculous. It was uplifting, powerful, inspirational, and life-changing. I believe that God can use our youth here to bring revival to Baytown. Thank you all for supporting the youth, for making it possible for the go to NAYC. 
This trip wouldn't have been possible without the Grants, the Myers, the DeLats, David and Jessica, Tyler and Brooklyn, Tuan and Ashley, along with all the parents who chaperoned. And I want to thank all of the church for supporting. And, you know, I can't get up and speak without saying something funny. So, you know, there were sleepless nights, crazy midnight hairstyles that scared security guards, free rides on stick unicorns at Cracker Barrel, late-night ding-dong ditch with trash bags tied to the doorknobs. Oh, and this wasn't the youth group. This was Sister Alicia, Sister Natalie, and myself. We love you all. Uh, I have a lot of things that I want to say that probably won't get said because I'm nervous and things tend to escape my mind when I'm nervous. But I hope that I can adequately convey to you all how important these NAY trips are for young people. Um, The first time I went to NAYC, I was 16, and every young person should experience that. Um, And thank you to everyone who made that possible for our young people. it's it's overwhelming when you walk into a football stadium, y'all. When I the first time I went to NAYC it was a basketball stadium. We were in a football stadium full of apostolics who believe the same thing. We're all in one mind and one accord. We're there for one reason. It's overwhelming as soon as you walk in. The spirit just overtakes you and. And every time when we come home from Congress, our church is changed because that spirit, it, it follows it follows us back home. And um, and I believe that it has followed us back home. These kids, we're on a spiritual high, and I don't expect for it to just be a high. I think these kids have been changed, and that's evident from these testimonies that we've just heard. Uh, they're all just little natural preachers over there, weren't they? <laughs> they put us adults to shame, honestly. Um, but but all the miracles and the signs and wonders that Alicia was talking about, then that just doesn't even scratch the surface. A thousand people at least received the Holy Ghost for the first time at NAYC. And then um, all these miracles that were talked about, those, those are following us here. They're here in Baytown, Texas, and all we have to do is reach out and grab them. God's just waiting for us to reach out and grab them. And the, um, the message the last night was um, Brother Matthew Tuttle, and he preached on um, taking the limits off. Okay, and in order for us to have these miracles and signs and wonders, we have to take the miracles off of God. What we, We've got to retrain our brains, everything that we've been taught, everything that we, we thought. We, you can have your, you can see your coworkers receive the Holy Ghost at work. I mean, you just have to believe it. There, why would we put a limit on that? Why do we have to just get the Holy Ghost in church? Brother Tuttle had us take a ruler, and you saw it on the slideshow. It was a really powerful time for all of us that were there, and I wanted to include that. 
He had us break the rulers, and it was significant of us breaking our our limits that we put on God. And if you have to get yourself a ruler, I, I recommend you get yourself a ruler, you snap it in half, you say a prayer to God that I am breaking all the limits that I've put on you, and take that ruler and put it somewhere you'll see it every day. Uh, that's all I have. <laughs> Sorry if I'm a little emotional. Um, was it Brother Tuttle that said we have the right to be emotional? We have something to be emotional about. Um, when I was in the youth, been a while, um, when it was time for us to go to NAYC, I couldn't even get there. So for each and every one of y'all that showed up, even if you didn't want to, but y'all didn't just show up. I don't think there was a single one that did not participate in the service, which was such such a blessing to get to watch. And um, we got to hear so many things and um, they talk about the miracles that happen and everything. And Sister Grant, you and I talked about this. I'm blessed because walking into that place, and even though you couldn't, you knew that you had friends and family there, but, you know, I mean, it was just chaotic. It was a madhouse. It was everybody going every which way. But just knowing that your family and your children, your loved ones were in that place, and to stop and just take a minute to, to realize that even if God didn't give us a miracle that night, if we were asking for a miracle, I walked into that place already with so many miracles. Just the fact that I could stand there and say, not only am I there, because I am a walking miracle, but to come in with my husband, three beautiful children, to know that two of my siblings were there with their children. I think we ended up having uh, three of three of my four siblings in service and a uh, 12 cousins and children all together. And to know that your family and your children are walking in the truth, there is no greater feeling than that. There's not. And that one of the things that was said that really, really stood out in my mind is if the devil could have killed you, you'd be dead. So what does he have? What does he have? And to see that no matter how many mistakes I've made, and trust me, I've made a lot, my children know the truth. They're walking in the truth. To see them be blessed every night, to see them give their 
all to worship, uninhibited, didn't care. Christopher, seeing you every night, it didn't matter if your friends were following you. It didn't matter who was around you. It didn't matter. You were going to get as far as you could to that front and worship with everything you had. That was a blessing. To, I just have to say this because walking into that building, a lot of people don't even know the things that I've gone through for years in my body, in my mind, um, being diagnosed with a chronic illness, having all kinds of pain to the point where sometimes I can't even dress myself or anything. I had actually had hand surgery a, a week before we left to the day. And uh, <sighs> to be standing right next to my husband, and you don't even have the, you didn't, you didn't have the time to talk with your neighbor about, well, what miracle are you asking for? What do you need right now? You, you didn't have that. So it, it wasn't even until after we had left the service. And um, I had even at one point, and I really feel like, you know, God had really touched me. And I was still worshiping. And all of a sudden, I look over next to me, and I see this beautiful, elegant-looking woman. And I realize it's my older sister. who She lives in um, South Carolina. I hardly ever get to... Um, see her in fact it had been over a year since the last time I, I had really got to see and really spend time with her and um everything but um she didn't even know certain things that I was going through the first night that we arrived um and sister Alicia prayed for me because when I walked into the building it wasn't even about anxiety or anything I really honestly I think it was just the devil and uh, I started having a pain right here. And um, I'd only talked to a couple people about it, and they, you know, they had prayed over me. And I really didn't think too much about it. But, um, you know, it's in the back of your mind. You know, I have a husband that had a heart attack at 30. So that that's always there, you know, and your mind plays tricks on you. But um, my sister came to... to not only pray with me, but to really um, lay hands on me. And because um, I'd already been starting to doubt that God had touched me. And I knew that he had. I knew that he had. He had, he had started to work before we left, you know, when uh, Brother Ashcraft was talking about someone needing a healing and uh, talking about the woman with the issue of blood. I had also, uh, and there's only a couple people that know this, but um, I had to have uh, blood work done before my surgery. And, um, you know, nowadays they're, they're really nice. They don't call you into the doctor's office to give you your test results. They just send them to you in a nice little email or whatever or give you a little text message. So I just... Uh, had a little note saying, you know, that um, my blood sugars were really elevated. And um, my mom's diabetic, so that was kind of one of my nightmares. And um, 
So Brother Ashcraft didn't know that when he preached or anything. Nobody really knew that. I hadn't really told anybody, but um, I didn't want it. I did not want that, and I wasn't. I, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna take that. Um, so I really feel like God just really, really touched me, and um going back to my sister when she laid hands on me and she didn't even know what I was experiencing or anything and she stuck her hand directly her hand was just the size of everywhere that I had that pain whatever it was I don't know what it was but I know when she laid hands on me it was like fire all right there and instantly that pain was gone completely gone not only that I had my uh uh, my left ankle, I've had pain in it for over two years, um, constant, could uh, hardly walk some days and um, do anything, really. So after Thursday night was the service about miracles and everything, and the next day we went to uh, the city museum. If y'all don't know what that is, y'all need to look it up. Um the elevator, I think, only goes up to the third floor, fourth floor. And they don't give you a whole lot of signs letting you know what's coming up. So you were kind of going into that blindly. I think us adults were kind of like the blind leading the blind. And um, I didn't think about it really until we had literally gone up 10 floors. Um Got up to the 10th floor and realized there was only two ways down. A really rickety metal slide with rivets and everything. And uh, if you ask <laughs> Tyler, Tyler Warren, how you get down that slide, you'll have to ask him about that. Uh, but uh, we decided that was not our way down, so uh, we decided to take the stairs. Well, the stairs are um, actually very narrow, winding stairs. So if you've ever been on a winding staircase, do you know how it is when um, other people are coming up and you only have one way down? You don't have a full stair. <laughs> but we made it down. We made it uh, through that whole museum, all, walking all over the place. And um, I think we only stopped at the end and got to really have a break. But I'm, I'm saying all that to just kind of paint a picture is... You can't tell me that God didn't touch me. You can't. Because to go from someone who could barely walk through their own home to walk in, all, not, not just in a museum, but I mean all these stairs and tunnels and everything. But um, it was just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful experience. And um, it touched me so deeply. And um, I feel very blessed to be a part of this church, to get to be a part of being with this youth group, and to know that I have given three beautiful children to be a part of Generation Z. And I love y'all very much. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for everything.
That was a long week. Awesome blessings. No sleep. Cramping on the way. These kids were awesome. And, and to be able to experience it, you've seen the pictures, you heard the testimonies, but to be there, how many of y'all have been in a dome, 37,000 people, and literally the stadium is rocking? I can't say that. I've been to baseball games. I've been to football games. I can never, ever imagine that happening. Literally, I'm not a light person. I'm not a small person. You're jumping. Whether you want to or not, you are jumping and wondering is the stage is going to fall. We don't know. But it didn't, so that was good. A lot of good preaching, a lot of good fellowshipping. Um, there's a lot of thanks to go around. Thank y'all for everything y'all have done for these kids. Fundraising, spending the time helping fundraise, opening up your wallets, giving donation, and by the way, you got two years, 2021, we're going to make a way, and I want more people, I want more chaperones, there's a few out here, and I won't call you out, but there's a few I want to see there, because I've been there, I've been in that boat, I didn't grow up Pentecostal, but man, this is the best thing, I've seen blessings, y'all wouldn't even believe, my niece fractured her hand, Thursday night when they were talking about the healing, faith of healing, this little nine-year-old was praying. She had a splint, right? Her splint on her hand, it hurt so bad. That pain was gone. The splint was gone. She's moving full, 100% movement. Never wore that brace again for the rest of the trip. Doesn't have it right now. Wheelchairs are empty, crutches are being left on the ground, the blind are being seen, the deaf is hearing, that was awesome, I'm not going to lie, because we didn't know what he was yelling for, but he was yelling for everyone to stop praying for the message he had, and to see him, to see what was going on at that moment, and we all heard that woman, 37,000 people, it's quiet, and you hear one woman yelling, that was awesome. That was awesome, but all that being said, there's a few thanks that we're going to give to our chaperones that have taken the time. Some have vacations, some didn't, but to take the time away from their schedule, from their work, to go with us for a week, to travel 2,000 miles. Uh, The first one I want to give thanks to, and I wish he was here, but his wife is, so she gets to come up here. Can y'all stand up? These kids have been amazing. I can't do it without them. So, Sister Brickley, we want to thank y'all, you and Tyler, so much for everything y'all have done. Thank you. This is from us. This is from the kids. Thank y'all so much. You don't have a clue what this means to us. Without y'all, we cannot have done this. And thank you. And I wish Tyler was here, but I will thank him. Don't worry. <clears throat> the the next couple that I'm going to have up here, they had to deal with these kids for 17 hours, 
driving all together? Two days, 17 hours of kids, like packed in this van like sardines. It was crazy. I don't know how they did it. I'm thankful it wasn't me. But they did it. They didn't argue. They didn't gripe. There was no complaining. They had smiles on their face every time we stopped. I didn't. But they took time out of their day, out of their week, to do this. They had to leave their kids with grandparents. Their kids ain't in the youth, but yet they still went. They still experienced this, and this is awesome. I, I love them to death for everything they've done. That's right. It's y'all. <laughs> David and Jessica might sell have been awesome. Without them, this would not have happened. They were a true blessing. They were a blessing to these kids. Sister Jessica was a blessing to the girls. Brother David, a blessing to the boys. This is just just awesome in so many ways. And we want to thank y'all. We got a couple of cards from the adults, from the kids. Thank y'all so much for everything y'all have done. We got one more. So now the best part about it, because they don't know what's happening, the grants. Thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all for allowing us, for supporting us, for blessing us. Sister Grant, thank you so much for going. To see all this happening and to have you there was a blessing for us, me especially, I love it so much, and I want to say thank you, and I love you so much. We got you some flowers as a thank you and a card so much. Without them, this ain't happening. Without their leadership, this ain't happening right now. So I want y'all two years, two years. I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know what the funding is going to be. But we're going to Indianapolis in 2021. And it's going to take everyone to do it. But these kids, I do not want them to miss out. This is a blessing for y'all to see them worshiping on their own, going down on their own. It, it, all I can say is thank you for me to be able to see it. And I cannot wait to see it again. Thank y'all. Well, uh, I'm not going to preach. I had my little sermon all lined out. But everything that I had in my notes, somebody's already gone over what was said. Generation Z, I'm so excited about what God's going to do. You old fogies out there, you better look out. You're going to get run over. I want to go next time, but I'm going to fly, and I'm going to have a room by myself. I told him, uh, and I'm, I'm going to sit on the floor this time because in the bleachers, I told him I felt like I'd been in one of those things that shakes up your paint can all week. <laughs> but it was good, and it was like, um, and everybody that, that wants to go next, next time, you need to make plans to go because, look, uh, it was like fire hitting everybody. I mean, when I when I looked over and saw these four strapping young men, well, and Tyler's not here today, but if y'all could have just seen them praying, 
if you could have just seen it with your eyes, seen all these girls praying. I mean, I was shot up out of my seat. I was over there laying hands on every one of them. I mean, it, it was so, and all around us, all the kids around us, I didn't see any kids holding back and slouching down and not paying it and trying to look cool. No, they were worshiping with all of their might. And to be, to experience that, with 37,000 people in a football stadium. And all these, these kids look so young to me. They had, couldn't have been over 12, 13, 14 years old. All around me, praying their hearts out, praying with each other. Just, it, it was an amazing thing to experience. I probably have cried gallons of tears last week. Um, and one night, all our kids were down in the floor, and I said, y'all, I don't have the strength to go down there. Y'all just take off. I stayed up in the bleachers, and at one point, I look over, and I see the, the most beautiful sight that I've almost ever seen, and that was David and Jessica hugged up, praying for each other, and John and, and Natalie doing the same. You know what? If all of our married couples could pray together like that, we wouldn't have any marriage problems. That was the most beautiful sight. And these are the people we had taking our young people on a trip. Our kids saw that. And, and I told them upstairs this morning, Brother, Brother Cunningham really told us, you know, that he believes it's prophetic that this generation has been named Generation Z. He honestly believes. Can you believe the shape our world is in? Do you really believe Jesus is coming back? Do you really believe that everybody's going to spend eternity somewhere? Folks, we got to wake up. We've got to realize what time it is. We've got today. We don't have the promise of tomorrow. And these kids are ready to do something for God. Now, there, there was one young man that said something to me that has just amazed me. And I'm not going to tell who it is, but he said, Nani. <laughs> I'm not going to call any names. <laughs> but... One night, those kids literally had shouted and prayed till Aiden's suit was soaked all the way through. They were drenched. They were exhausted. And I said, Aiden, buddy, how does it feel? Oh, I wasn't going to say his name. Uh, <laughs> too bad. And he said, Nani, the only way I know to, the, the only way I know to describe the way I feel is I feel satisfied. And I said, "Woo! that was a teachable moment. I said, you just remembered this. Nobody and nothing in this world will ever satisfy your soul like Jesus will. <laughs> and I'm so glad that they experienced that. And praise God, praise God. And you know what? They are so lit up. Um, I'm glad we had a week before this service because I've been a zombie all week. I couldn't even hardly say my name. <laughs> Sister Alicia said, did you listen to, I, um, it, what is it, I, my, my Hope Radio? I said, no, I wanted silence <laughs> for a week. <laughs> but I'm feeling good today. <laughs> and she was a wonderful roommate. But <laughs> anyway. I want everybody to stand, and y'all that are visiting for the first time, this I know this is an unusual service, and you don't know these kids, but just uh, I hope that you will come back again sometime and, and hear a real sermon. <laughs> but, but 
I'm glad you got to hear with all these young people with you today what God is doing in this generation of young people. Never have I seen more hunger and zeal for God than I saw with the kids on this this youth trip. So um, um, I don't know where Brianna is. Brianna, would you just come play something softly on the keyboard? And, um, you know, I know it's late and we're fixing to be dismissed, but I would like all of those of you that will, I'd like for you to come down to the front and these young people are going to pray for you because they are, they are on fire for God. If you need anything from God, just come down to the front and we're going to let them pray for you. All the parents, whoever. All right, I want you young people and all you on the platform, let's come, come down to the front. Brianna, just play something. It doesn't matter what. And we're all going to pray. They're just going to touch you and pray for you. And we're going to let the, the fire of revival spread among all of us. Amen? Lord, I thank you for these young people. I thank you for your sweet presence that we feel right now in this building. I thank you, God, for a generation of young people that are hungry for you. They're bold. They're bold. They're not ashamed to show their faith. They're not ashamed to worship you. And I pray, God, for every one of them this morning, Lord, that's under the sound of my voice. God, let your, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in all of their lives, Lord, that you would be the king of their lives, God, and nothing of this world, but that you would be the king. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you, God, for, for the plan that you have for each one of these young people, Lord. The way you're going to use them, the way you're going to bring in end-time revival because of their lives, because of their faith, because of their witness. And God, help us as their, their parents and their grandparents and as their elders, Lord, in the church. Help us, God, to challenge them and to support them, God, in their faith and their desire desire to be used by you in the mighty name of Jesus help us to take the limits off God help us to break the rulers God to not measure because we cannot measure the blessings of God we cannot measure the gifts of God hallelujah we cannot measure the things God that you desire to pour out on those who believe you those that live in obedient faith to your word and we pray God today Lord let it begin to happen in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I pray for all of these families. I pray for every young person that's ever been in this church that have, has left and has walked away from you, God. I pray, Lord, that your spirit would deal with them and bring them back, God. Restore them, Lord, to your family, to the church. God, restore their walk with you. Restore their hunger for you, a hunger to know you, a hunger and a love for truth and for holiness because we know God that you are coming back again and you're coming back soon for a church that has made herself ready and Lord help us to reach everybody that we can while we still have the opportunity in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus we give you all the praise all the praise thank you Lord for what you're doing Praise God. Praise God.
today and these that want to keep praying can keep praying and the rest of you can be dismissed in Jesus name God bless you